Margaret is originally from coastal Georgia and went on to study at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Her undergraduate work was in theology, and in graduate school she earned a master's in counseling and went on to focus on trauma therapy. Margaret is currently working on a book on human wholeness, an integrated approach to trauma that looks at the entire person, both the human and spiritual. This is a Know His Love story. It was a time where I was um, away from the church. Um, Ironically, it was after leaving a same-sex relationship. When I was in that same-sex relationship, I was still going to confession quite regularly and but it was after I left that relationship then I just I felt like sitting in the pews I felt like if if people only knew then they wouldn't even want me here to begin with it was kind of and so um I know it it really um ruptured my connection to myself and so because of that it really um kind of how I my how I was failing to connect to myself, I kind of projected that onto other people and onto the, the Lord as well. And really kind of um, imagined, you know, that people saw me through the lens of how I saw myself. I think I, I, I felt really worthless. Um, yeah. Just really worthless. Um, I felt very much not... Um, like I didn't have any value. Like yeah, I think fundamentally it came down to like, like I saw my value as um, like really locked up in my behavior. And since I couldn't hit the mark and and hadn't hit the mark, then kind of my, yeah, my value as a human being was non-existent at best. <laughs> Yeah, it's really kind of funny. Um, it, it actually, I was I was working at an agency, um, which will remain nameless, but um, they actually, it, there was a, a, they breached my contract and all of this kind of kind of so so spirit the name and all of that. But um, but because of that, because I was so completely being like like lied about and and everything like even a friend of mine who's an attorney was looking at the documentation and going and and she she knew intimately the details of what was going on at the agency she's like this is complete fiction and I'm like I know and it was actually through that feeling so not known and so devalued um by by kind of really everyone in in my world that um, the Lord really like used that to strip me down to where um, he was the only one who I felt known and valued by. So it's, it's, it's really crazy because it was one of the most like crazy, painful, like really unbelievable experiences in my life. And yet the Lord totally used it for good. So there's this very kind of surreal experience of this crazy taking place in my life that that felt like completely unfounded. And, um, you know, for whatever kind of business decisions they were making, but the, the Lord just used it to like, just drill down into like bedrock in me where there was no one else and there was, there was kind of like nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. And yet um, it was like 
really within those couple of months of that going on that the Lord led me back to, um, to church. And um, yeah. And, and it felt like two very um, distinct things going on, you know, like these two different wavelengths. And <clears throat> yet it was, um, they, <laughs> it's so interwove, like only God can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was really everything. It still like brings me to tears. Like it, it just, it felt like nothing else mattered. It, it felt like, because it wasn't just, it wasn't known and, you know, it was known by the Lord. Right. So it wasn't known in some, um, exposed, um, vulnerable, I'm going to use this against you kind of way. It was known so like, so perfectly and so intimately and so completely, um, I mean, accepted is like, it's such a mild word. I mean, so just so radically and totally loved, you know, and um, so the contrast was, was really pretty crazy. You know, it was the antithesis of what was going on in, in my regular life. And I'd like look around me and yet what I was experiencing internally was just the, just the absolute opposite, you know, you know, I definitely had, um, I definitely had, um, I'd say pretty, you know, profound experiences of the Lord and his love at different times, but clearly um, not to the core of who I was. I think it was always, it, at different times it was um, less mature and maybe kind of more, um, I, I wouldn't have been aware of this at the time, but kind of more contingent, again, you know, kind of on externals, on behavior and that kind of stuff instead of on um yeah, just absolute bedrock, just like unshakable. Yeah. I think it, you know, it goes kind of goes to the prodigal son, right? To the um, to that parable, and it's um, kind of more. It's it's kind of that image of um, I have this beautiful picture. Of course, I came across it on Facebook of the father, and he's like watch. He's like racing out, right? Like he sees. You know, I guess you can, because you don't see what he's seeing, but you see this look of intensity in his eyes, like, like his son's, you know, starting to make his way back. And um, <clears throat> the, you know, the story that my brain fills in anyway, is that he's been watching and, and this is while he's still a long way off, you know, and he's racing out to him and with this intensity and this, like, this desire that's just beyond like the depths of what any human heart could like possibly like long for. And um, yeah, just so far exceeds that, like what we could, what we're even capable of desiring. And um, so I think that's it because the, there's kind of, there's kind of that, or there's this other image that I have in my, um, in my room, I kind of jokingly say it's my it's my selfie of me with God, but it's like I don't know if you've ever seen this. This is a picture of Jesus as the Good Shepherd, but you're kind of only seeing like the back of his head, and he's like reaching down over this like craggy kind of like mountainside. And there's all these brambles, and this sheep, this some dumb little sheep, has like somehow made its way onto the other side. And there's this big some kind of bird of prey that's like coming after this little sheep and the Lord's like got his staff up there and, you know, bracing himself and like reaching for this sheep, right. To, you know, pluck it out of the, um, 
you know, the clutches of this bird of prey. And so those kind of, those images, you know, kind of, um, that's, it doesn't feel like they're in a, they're a historical moment either. It doesn't feel like it's that moment when I came back to church and suddenly I was like, it feels like it's, it feels like it's every moment, you know, of every day, like the, you know, whether it's the father racing out or whether it's like the good shepherd, like, um, it's that, it's kind of frozen in time, I guess, in my heart. It's that moment of his heart, you know, that movement, which is constant, his constant movement of his heart for us, you know. Um, and I think that's what it means to be a beloved daughter, is that that's always the movement of his heart towards me. You know, I was just, I was sharing this story with someone recently, and um, so so I'll share it with you, because every time I think about it, I just think it's it's the sweetest thing the Lord possibly could have done. And, and it's very, um, very separate from any of this stuff, but it was actually when I was a practicum student and I was um, doing my practicum down in Morgantown, West Virginia. And so I had a pretty good, a pretty good um, drive each morning when I'd go down for practicum. And the first day of practicum, I was terrified. All, all I thought was like, um, some what behind the ears therapist I'm not even a therapist you know and I could say some dumb thing and like really hurt somebody and so I was really scared like really scared and I'd gone to um confession the night before just I'd I'd only been to confession just like two or three days before but had just gone to to get a blessing and um Father Michael Scanlon was the president of the university back then. And he, he had seen me around a lot of little kids. And so, you know, went up to him, explained the situation, just asked for a blessing. And he's like, Oh, I've seen you with kids. You're great with kids. And I'm like, yeah, Father Mike, this is, these are people of all ages. Right. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, we're all children. And I'm thinking, okay, he's saying that cause he's like 76 or whatever he was at the time. <laughs> like, I guess when you're that old, everybody's a kid. Right. You know? And, um, so the next morning I'm driving down to Morgantown and I'm driving along and I'm, I'm praying just spontaneously interceding for the day and really was praying like I was on a plane that was getting ready to crash. <laughs> it was kind of like this mayday, mayday kind of, kind of thing. And the more I prayed, the really, the, the more nervous I got, it just was, I was getting myself like kind of worked into a tizzy. And so I thought, okay, let me start, let me pray the rosary or something, just something that'll just like calm me down and be more, you know, kind of you know more rote kind of thing you know and so I start praying the rosary and I start seeing this um this face in my mind okay so this is like six in the morning or whatever right and so I'm like oh gee I'm completely hopeless like clearly I haven't had enough caffeine why am I seeing I don't even know who this person is and this face in my head I'm like oh my gosh this is I'm a lost cause you know and so after like two hours of this, I, I get down there, we have seminar for an hour, and then my supervisor says, okay, you're ready to go meet your first client. I'm, I'm really thinking like, is, is no an option? <laughs> Can I say no, you know? And, um, but of course I said yes, because it's the right answer. And since so she walks me out into the waiting room and it was that person who was there from like states away just for that one week, you know, we did intensive treatment like, like what I do. And so I, I walk out and I see this person's this person, right? Whose face had been in my on my mind. Like, you know, I don't know her from a hole in the wall. And um, she's not, you know, she's there from out of town. And all in that moment was 
it was absolutely the sweetest thing the Lord could have done because it was in, in like a nanosecond, he communicated, they're my clients, not yours. And I know what's going on before you even show up. So it's not really about you just to like, but not, not in a, not in a condemning kind of way, you know, it was just very much like, like, um, just be at peace. Like I've got this, you know, and, um, and I just think when he, when he does like that memory always just touches my heart so much because he, because like how much did he know how burdening that was to my mind and to my heart, you know, and to like orchestrate all of these things, right. To make that be this face that's in my head. And, and then um, just to communicate it in that split second of, you know, whether I was, lacking caffeine or not he was still able to get past the you know past my lack of of awareness and um and communicate it to my very very frightened heart and when he does things like that i think are they're so personal and they're so profound and and they really do stick with you you know and so um i think it's that stuff it's it's those experiences that you know, that one will always be dear to me because of how completely terrified I was. <laughs> so it, it was actually a scripture that um, that kind of fell in my lap this past summer. Um, and, and it's from Jonah, right? And, um, and what it is, is, um, you know, Jonah's complaining about his gourd plant that's died and and I love Jonah because he's such an intense feeler. <laughs> and the Lord says, do you really have a right to be angry? And he says, yes, angry enough to die. And I'm like, that guy's a feeler. So, um, and then the Lord says, you're so concerned about, about this gourd plant that like sprung up and then died. And shouldn't I be concerned about the Ninevites? Where's, I don't know how many people, 100,000, whatever it is, who don't even know their left hand from their right. And when... I remember reading that and and like going back and reading it like over and over and over again and thinking like like that's it and how like how contrary it is to um certainly to like the you know or human wisdom cuz for myself I know for for sure it was um it's it's just really the opposite you know it's not like we're so wise and so the Lord values us. It's we're so clueless and um and and really so com completely unable to um to even earn his love, which of course at that point it stops being love if it's earned, right? And um so I I I guess I wish, you know, for um that that's the that's the heart of God that that I would want for people to know. Like it's it's not just that we can't earn it, it's that what draws him to us is so completely opposite of um of what we tend to judge by human standards. It's our desperation. 